वृथा वृष्टि समुद्रेशु वृथा तृप्तेशु भोजनम वृथा दानम धनाढ्यु वृथा दीपो दिवा अपी चा दिस सुभाषिता इज ऑल्सो टेकन फ्रॉम द चाणक्या नीति चैप्टर फाइव वॉट डज दिस मीन अम्मा द वर्ड मीनिंग वृथा वेस्टेड वृष्टि रेन्स समुद्रेशु ऑन द ओशन वृथा वेस्टेड तृप्तेशु ऑन एसोशिएटेड पर्सन भोजनम मीट्स और फूड वृथा वेस्टेड दानम ऑफरिंग और गिफ्ट धनाढ्यु ऑन ए वेल्थी पर्सन वृथा वेस्टेड दीपो लाइट दिवा पिछा इन डे लाइट द अंडरलाइंग थ्रेड हियर इज appropriateness everything has to be done appropriately rains on the ocean are more or less wasted we would like to have rains on arid lands arable lands and catchment areas vritha tripteshu bhojanam for a person fully satiated if you give more food it is a waste food may better be given to people who need hungry people वृथा दानम धनाढ़ फॉर अ पर्सन हु इज ऑलरेडी वेल्थी एंड प्रोसेसिंग ए लॉट ऑफ थिंग इफ यू गिव हिम गिफ्ट्स एंड ऑफरिंग्स इट्स अ वेस्ट यू बेटर गिव देम टू पीपल हु रियली नीड इट इट विल बी मोर अप्रिशिएटेड द एनालॉजी गिवन हियर इज देर इज नो नेसेसिटी फॉर लाइट ड्यूरिंग डे टाइम टूडे वी हैव अ वंडरफुल गेस्ट विद अस we have my cousin archit joining us thank you for inviting me to be a part of this episode uh, it has been a very important exercise for me in the last few days because i was also introspecting about a lot of different things in life and this just added fuel to that fire vritha vrishti samudreshu vritha the ocean is in a continuous process of gaining water as well as losing water in some it loses water by forming clouds but it gains water again by making rain fall on itself so is this process something that takes away water from the ocean i don't think so i just like to remember uh, this one dialogue from the movie sarabi where amitabh bachchan has apparently given something very expensive to his girlfriend but pran who plays the father disapproves of the girl and he says that you have wasted my money on all of your exploits and in the very inimitable style of amitabh bachchan he says daddy samandar mein se do char lota pani agar nikala jaye to samandar ko koi farak nahi padta if you take out two or three buckets of water from the ocean it does not cease to be the ocean it does not make a difference that hit deep for me it was said in jest and it was performed by a person who was playing a drunk man but uh, the meaning is uh, of a lot of importance and if we can take something back from that i think it means quite a lot you are just talking about the water cycle archit apparently humans have pumped out so much of the ground water that it's actually changed the earth's tilt from 1993 to 2010 the earth's tilt has changed by 80 cm or 31 and a half inches because humans have pumped out 2150 gigatons of water 
from natural reservoirs in the earth's crust that's a really fascinating point if the simple act of pulling water out of the earth has been able to create such an impact on the whole planet or we can imagine the kind of damage that we're actually causing for me at least it's a humbling experience to understand that every little thing that i do on this planet has an effect on how i'm going to leave it and how i might damage it it's a lot more fragile than we think it is so i think uh, it's a good message for us to be careful over here as well coming now to the second line vritha triptesha bhojana mahatma gandhi said there is food on this planet for everybody's need but not for everybody's greed we better be very alert about food wastage eat just what we need and not waste anything on the plate this habit should be taught to the children from a very young age here i am reminded of a story ratan tata and his colleagues once went to a restaurant in germany they ordered lavishly at another table there was a young couple sitting with just one plate of food each and a glass of wine and these people were wondering how they could have a romantic time just with such limited food at another table there were a group of ladies who were having a nice time but with sparse food on their plates one of the ladies couldn't tolerate and came to this table and told this man do not waste so much food it belongs to our country one member answered why we have paid for it we are entitled to it so this lady called the social security people they came there saw the food wastage which was almost one third of what they had ordered and they find them ftb listen you might have paid for the food the money is yours the resource is ours ratan tata said i was promptly put in my place this shows the importance of not wasting food i hope this culture comes into our country also thanks manli i had not heard this story before i will add to that story with a personal example and this is the example of my father it's all in good faith that he will take this in the right stride so my father is a person who basically loves deals so if someone says that the original price of something is 100 rupees but he is able to acquire eight of them for 70 rupees each he would rather acquire eight for 70 than one for 100 if i were to look at it from his point of view i would say hey i don't have to spend so much on one unit of an item but i don't need eight units i just need one unit and i'm okay paying 100 rupees for one unit of that item even if i am paying extra in the grand scheme of things i am not creating wastage i am not contributing to consumer culture i am not contributing to excessiveness in any form and i'm satisfied with that one unit that i get because that's all that i require at that particular point of time but if i were to buy a i would have to find other people to give it to which is an effort again i would probably not find other eight people and would probably be left with a few which will eventually go waste or i might just have excess of something that i really don't need which again is a huge waste of not only 
the items purchased, but also my money, which is now depleted. Archit, you were talking about having excess items and unwanted items. One of the ways you can make sure they get used is by making sure it reaches the hands of somebody who can actually use it, donate it, gift it. However, give it to somebody who can actually use it. That brings us to the third section of the Subhashita. Vrutha dhanam dhanadyeshu. Money can't buy happiness, they say. But we also know about the Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs. You do need a basic amount of money for you to have a good life. But beyond a certain point, and the tipping point varies for each person, money cannot be a motivator. So that's when the money is wasted on that person. If you want to motivate your employees, just increasing their salary beyond a certain point is not going to do you any good. You will want to look into other forms of rewards and recognition where you are meeting their higher needs in the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. That's when you are going to get their best output or they are the happiest at work. I am also now relating to the third sentence in the Subhashita. Vritha dhanam dhanadhyesha. I am actually speaking the reverse of this. I am speaking about a virtue called asteya. The single word meaning for this is non-stealthiness. What does it mean? You do not accept anything which you think rightfully does not belong to you. Here I would relate the story of Sri DVG, one of our most respected persons. He was extremely intelligent, but he was very poor. He was a friend of our Sir M. Vishweshwaraya. And Vishweshwaraya had very high connections with the Mysore Maharajas. So he wanted to help DVG. So he would often give some letters and things of the royal um, requirements for DVG to translate, reinterpret, etc. And for these, he would always get a good payment from the Mysore Maharaja and give the check to DVG. So DVG humbly accepted all these checks. But after DVG's death, they found a trunk full of these checks, not cashed at all. In terms of our um, current day currencies, it would run into crores. Why did DVG do this? He always thought he was helping a friend and didn't look at it as work. So he never accepted the payments. This is Asteya at its very best. That's an interesting story, Malni. I would also like to share another story or an excerpt from the Mahabharata. Sudama, that is Krishna's friend who grew up along with him, gets to know that Krishna has become a god king and is being anointed. He's also having a procession in his kingdom and there are people from all corners of the earth coming to see him and visit him. Sudama finds it his duty as a friend to go and wish him well as well. Sudama, due to his poverty, is not able to give a lot to Krishna and he is able to only carry a handful of beaten rice or avlaki. Lo and behold, Krishna notices that 
and he doesn't make a big scene of it but instead says that this is the greatest gift that someone could have given me because despite having nothing at all you have still made the effort come all the way and give me something of value now a gift of wealth may not be a requirement or a need for many but it may symbolize a bond of trust this again can be related to our personal lives when we go to you know places or parties or when people come and visit us i think the most important act that a person can do is to show up because that is a symbol of their trust in you your trust in them having trust in that particular relationship which is a lot more than words can say and it can definitely be an invaluable bond that you share with that person which cannot be materialized in any way which cannot be gift wrapped in any form and which cannot be given any sort of monetary value to that is a very important trait that uh, we can take from this particular subhashita while the wealthy may have all that they want and all that they need and much more than all of that sometimes even showing up with a rose or showing up in person to give your time can be the greatest gift ever this subhashita teaches us that everything has to be in moderation has to be done in the right context and at the right time just taking the example of drinking too much water that is not good for you binging on too much food that isn't good for you either trying to impress someone who is well off by giving them expensive gifts and trying to influence them to like you not going to be worth it in the long run either as wasteful as leaving the lights on in your room when your room is already flooded with daylight all of these drains you overdoing is just overkill the same concept is also valid if you look at the way people invest in markets people try to time the markets they try to invest when they realize there is a bull run going and they pull out when the market is melting down this is not the right time or the right context for this if you are doing something like this then you're not going to be making any money similarly the way people give out donations to charity there are certain causes which attract a lot of funds they attract so much funds that they actually don't need that much funds if they were being used efficiently india of course has the maximum number of ngos in the world and if all the money that was given into ngos were actually being used for proper welfare then we probably wouldn't have hunger in india we probably would have solved indian hunger at least but the point is that money is getting channeled into certain causes while other causes are lacking funds so there is an unequal distribution our resource utilization is not appropriate we may not have the data to make this appropriate but at least let's try to make it as equitable as possible ratha deepo diva apicha we don't really need a light to be burning in our house during day time at the same time the reason why a lamp burns in a temple or the reason why you might want to do something sometimes may not really be because of common sense it may be symbolic the reason why a lamp burns in a temple is not to provide light to the sanctum sanctorum or to the people within the temple 
it is a symbol of hope it means different things to different people it removes the darkness of the mind is an important point that madhi was also making using light as a means of removing darkness from within i think is a concept that a lot of us talk about a lot of politicians again talk about removing darkness from our society removing darkness within yourselves but do they really understand it at all food for thought they say tiny drops make the mighty ocean when you are that tiny drop and you are faced with the mighty ocean you may think that your efforts are insignificant but over time maybe you put in so much work that it amounts to a lot maybe you put in work and you attract other like minded people and together all of you create something big so do not feel daunted just by the size of your challenge in kannada we always say suryange torcha are you going to shine a torch to the sun meaning that your actions are stupid or insignificant and that's usually said in a negative and a discouraging way if each one of us stop trying to do things just because there are others who do it better and have a greater impact than us then where would the world be i think it would just go to the dogs this is another way i would look at this as a form of motivation another way of looking at this subhashita is also that even when you are faced with a mighty ocean if you are a thirsty person this body of water is useless to you because it is salty water and salty water is not going to quench your thirst for a person who is needy any item will not fill that need the quality of the item also matters the situation has to be appropriate for a person to be satisfied after a hearty meal you would say that nothing is appreciated but what if you are offered your favorite sweet or maybe a hot cup of coffee i would love that that's the best way to end my meal so that's it for today what did you guys think share it with us see you in the next episode